0: Hello, everybody. Before we get going with our normal episode recap, I wanted to talk to you about Miss FisherCon 2019. And here with me is JoJo Stiletto.
1: I can't believe we're about to go to our third Miss FisherCon. I know. I was looking at my Facebook memories and two years ago... To this day, was the very first Miss Fisher Con, our first trip together. Yes. I can't believe it was only two years ago. I know. We have been many places since We've then. We've been to like, uh, Portland for Miss uh-huh. Fisher Con. Uh, so we went to Las Vegas. So we went to Portland. We went to Australia. Uh-huh. There was that one too. <laughs> there was that whole yeah. trip to Australia huh? thing. Yeah. And soon we're going to go to San Jose. Yes. Uh, for the official third uh, fan organized Miss Fisher Con.
0: Yes, July 25th through 27th. In lovely
1: San Jose, California, they're in a vintage hotel. Uh, the Winchester Mansion is close by. Yay. Plus, I get to see all of my old friends that I've met through this fandom. Plus, meet new people because, as we've said many times before, we've when we've done recaps, it's like you learn so much during these panels. You meet such interesting people um and you get to talk about Miss Fisher for a whole weekend without annoying your friends and family <laughs> right the
0: people at the con are right in there with you and it's so fun. I love the panels because you take Miss Fisher as the lens for all of these different topics that are related to the show. And it's always fascinating and really interesting. Last year's, I mean, some of those panels just blew my mind.
1: Like the one we've talked about, the Egyptology one. Yeah, uh, they talked. There's been stuff about social sciences. We're doing a panel this year called uh, Put Another Pin in Your Hat, Touring Miss Fisher's Melbourne uh, with our friend Kirsten, who's one of the organizers. We're going to sort of recap our trip to Melbourne and be able to say, hey, here's how you can plan a trip if you would like to go, but also here's all this really fascinating information about the history of Melbourne and some of these locations and how they were used in filming. It'll be really fun. I'm very excited to You guys do this are panel. really smart, so I'm kind of excited to
0: work with you. <laughs> You're a really, well, you are also very smart. Well, I thank and you. And very fun and also
1: very, very good at wrangling cats. I love wrangling cats. Yeah. It's real real fun. You're
0: real good Um, at
1: it. And I think also the organizers of the con are the type of people who enjoy wrangling cats. So if you've ever been to sort of a small fan Mm -hmm. convention before, you know that sometimes they're not that well put together. (laughs) They're a little cuckoo bananas, but they're a lot of heart. This one is really well put together Mm -hmm. because it is people like us uh, who are good at organizing and just really want to get people of the same interest in the same place and have fun. Yeah. Like dressing nice and drinking cocktails is a good portion of what goes <laughs> into this con. Like it's not all just like sit panels and learn. It's like right. uh, it's social too.
0: Yeah. I The social aspect is I think my favorite. I love the panels. I love so much about the con but getting to actually meet up with other people who like live and breathe this show and some of them are ones that I've corresponded with online And various platforms over the years. And then to actually get to meet in person is a really special experience. So that that was something that really blew me away at the first con was just how fun that is.
1: Well, I think even for me, like I don't really use a lot of those tools in my fandom. I just don't. But to have met people, like you can still go and have fun even if you're not like somebody who's on Tumblr and somebody Mm -hmm. who does the Slack chats with these ladies and men and other folks, like... It is uh, it is for everybody, all levels of fandom, um, all levels of interest in like social media and fan interaction online. Um, you will probably get something out of it. Oh, you will definitely get something.
0: And every year they have brought a special guest who is affiliated with the show. This year it is Greg Walker, the, the composer, composer
1: of the wonderful theme song. I think we all like dig the music and to be able to like sit and listen. Uh, to him tell stories. I think he's actually going to show a little bit of his process. We heard that he's going to have like an electric keyboard with him mm-hmm. to be able to like, I don't know, play stuff live. Uh,
0: yeah. And here's my fantasy. He starts playing the theme song. We all get up from our chairs and start dancing to that song together be a big thing room full of fans. Yeah. Like that's going to be amazing. That's right there. That's reason enough to go
1: for me. Hands down. Great opportunity. Worth the cost. I think it's still a pretty low cost con for what mm-hmm. you get. Uh, San Jose, uh, maybe not that exciting for some folks, but it's a real easy airport to get into. Yeah,
0: it's California anyway, so there you go.
1: Um, It's at the end of July 25th through the 27th. I think I said that already. Grab a friend, split a hotel room, Uh split a bottle of rosé, call it a party.
0: (laughs) You can find out more about the con and register at missfishercon.com, and I would recommend doing that fairly soon because it gets close to sold out, if not totally sold out, every year. So definitely do that sooner than later.
1: Yeah, we do know right now uh, by checking in, there are tickets still available. Um, but our our experience as people watching that in the past has been that it will get tight towards the end, mm-hmm. especially last year where they had to actually oh, yeah. see if they could fit more people in. Yep. And, you know, it's not a huge con. Um, it's not like thousands of people. It's a few hundred and it's totally worthwhile because you get to have one-on-one experiences with almost everyone there, Mm -hmm. which is great. It really is. So, yeah, go to the website, register, and we are very excited to see you there. Come find us.
0: Yep. Your Miss Fisher peeps. (laughs) We'll be the ones, I don't know, being very loud and
1: (laughs) and drinking rosé. Oh, that's literally everyone there. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Can't wait to see you guys. All right. Bye.
0: Hello, this is Mary. And this is Chandler. And you're listening to the Miss Fisher Files. Welcome back. Today we are talking season three, episode six, Death at the Grand. I feel like the countdown is beginning here. Oh yeah. The countdown is on. Yeah, I can't believe how far we are and how few we have left. And I'm very sad. It was sort of bittersweet. Like part of me is a little relieved, but I'm very sad too. Yeah. So good thing we have our other podcast so I can still yammer for hours On record with you. Yeah. And I feel like we have to like (laughs) ration topics. Right. I totally feel like we're rationing now.
2: I have like my ration coupons (laughs) of flirty moments. And
0: yeah. I guess the good news is that all of the remaining episodes, including this one, I really love. Yeah. So I'm like truly excited. I think it was just uh, blood and money where I was like, yeah, (laughs) but um, I think our meh
2: streak is gone. Yeah, I think so. I think
0: we're totally out of that. Um, I really like this one. I do too. And I love the costumes in this one. And there's a
2: lot of really great little incidental background details in this one. There really
0: are. One of the things I like about it is that it's set in the world of this hotel. Yeah. So I kind of, there's something about being in this old timey hotel and just seeing like the inner workings of it and we don't get all that much, but it's enough that it's kind of, it's sort of like glamorous and romantic and interesting to me.
2: Well, I don't know if, I don't know if you know this, but my absolute favorite movie is the Grand Budapest Hotel.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's my favorite,
2: favorite movie. It's, I would not have called that. It's hilarious. I mean, I think you either love Wes Anderson or you hate him. Yeah. I I happen to love him, although I also make fun of him because he's so (laughs) He's such a, he's so easy to make fun of because right. he's so, everything is such a trope for him. Yeah. But um, that movie I think is hilarious. I love the acting and I love the, I love the jewel box sets and everything and all the illustration, but also just that world of being in the hotel and the period details. And I just, I love minutia like that. And mm-hmm. I, I love how you can take certain categories like, and Wes Anderson does this, like he, he has a nautical movie and he has the hotel <laughs> movie and he has the, you know, kind of, Summer camp movie, that sort of thing. He he definitely builds these worlds. And yeah. that's, I, I think that's, I'm definitely onto that piece of this episode. Mm-hmm. But even like the hotel, like the Grand Budapest Hotel, this hotel is a throwback. Yeah, in this episode because it's not Roaring Twenties; it's a Victorian hotel.
0: So they really knock it a whole lot. Like Franny mentions, like, like oh. I think we all know this place is not what it used to be. And yeah, like P this is, is the, like, it's like oh. the grand
2: old dam that's like fraying around the edges, and they're still doing the Twilight Waltz. It's like you're still doing the Twilight okay. Waltz. Even
0: the Twilight Waltz, it seems like that's the thing they used to do, and it's no longer cool. So tell me about this because I actually was trying to Google this not as probably studiously as I could have, but I what was the twilight waltz? I don't know. It sounds like just something that hotel did. Was it a thing Like bingo suppers or something? Yeah, I mean, like was this a thing back then? And I kind of, I mean, the way they talked about it, what it made me think of is it was one of the only acceptable ways to be close to the person that you were in love with. Oh, sure, like Like,
2: dancing in public, sure. But that would have been true of any ball. Yeah. But I wonder, I mean you notice that the people who attended the Twilight walls they're all old people mm-hmm. and they're, you know, kind of wearing out of date, out of, out of fashion. And when, when Aunt Prudence walks in and she's like, Oh, my social capital is plummeting or whatever, <laughs> however she said right. it. I mean, she was, it was like, she was like the cheerleader yeah. walking into the AV club
0: or something. <laughs> <laughs> Losing <laughs> followers left and right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Unfollow, unfollow. <laughs> But I I think, I think it was just something that was passe and it was, I think it's sort of like, like the church suppers or Mm -hmm. the bingo night. Just a throwback. Yeah. Hmm. Something that, that's a social activity, but not what the posh set does. Or maybe it
0: was posh 30 years ago. It sounded like it had, yeah, it was a thing. It was like a scene you wanted to be at or
2: something. But I, I think that's the case for a lot of Victorian and Edwardian era institutions, they fell by the wayside after world war one because people either died or they came back and said, well, what is the point of this? Right. Or, you know, life had moved on. And yeah. I think we're seeing that now when you see all these articles of, Oh, millennials are killing whatever it is. Millennials are killing this week. <laughs> you know, they, we've killed Applebee's huh? apparently oh, and we? Oh, apparently <laughs> and we've killed diamonds and we've killed, oh, you know, geez. all sorts of, th- most of it because the economy is in the crapper and you know, yeah.
0: But also, but also because we don't want to
2: turn into our parents.
0: (laughs) Perspectives have changed. Yeah. So like the
2: world of the country club is Mm -hmm. on its way out. Mm -hmm. And because that used to be what people aspired to be, it it was the status symbol. And I think, I think there is a combination of the world just moving on Mm -hmm. the economy, not treating people well enough to afford such things. Mm -hmm. And also just people rejecting that as a, as a status symbol. So I think they're just, I think that might be as simple as that. Okay with this Twilight Waltz that that's, that's not what this generation huh.
0: wants to do. That's not right. how they socialize. Right. That's not their avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Twilight Waltz. Yeah. I think it was a thing. It was a throwback. Um, oh yes. Another thing, probably the main thing I really like about this episode is the tension between Frinny and her dad. That, yeah. It, like it really develops. Somebody's got
2: daddy issues. That
0: relationship. And I love seeing angry Frinny. Like this, yes. this anger,
2: she loses her cool. Like so oh, yeah. fast. She goes from like zero to I'm going to kill you. Yeah.
0: And it's really fun to watch. And she's, yeah. you know, she's been, she's been mad before. And I think we've talked about this, how like your family can get you. Right. Like just she, that you
2: can't, well, they installed all the buttons. Yes, so as exactly. soon as they push them, yeah. like it, right. it, she can't, she can't remain detached right. with this guy. Right. Ever. And the, he, and he goes and he like instantly tests her all the time. He's Ugh,
0: he's such a douche. Like uh, I I actually really love his character. I think he's excellent in yeah. that role. And I and love I love to how his
2: like natty style. Uh-huh. And he's, and he's so this, like, like John Voight. He is.
0: He looks oh like gosh, John Voight. And Voight.
2: I just picture him as like having the John Voight Angelina Jolie relationship <gasps> because they were head of falling out for years and years.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember if we've talked about this and I just forgot. But yes. I don't, I don't that's know. A yes. he
2: totally is
0: John Voight. Yep. 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 Um. I yeah I really I love I love to hate him because he's so Fun to watch because he's just So sleazy and like What's the big deal yeah He completely downplays All of the deception and And while He's like bleeding
2: all his female relatives dry uh, And screwing over his wife who's like Starving back in right starving in a Rich lady sense (laughs) yeah I had to sell the last polo pony or whatever.
0: <laughs> Only one can of ca- caviar tonight. Yes. Yeah. I'm I... Drinking PBR out of my chalice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've resorted to PBR.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So I just, I love watching her lose it. Yeah. And it's also kind of on the periphery. This episode highlights the combination of care and respect that Jack seems to to show to Phryne yeah because he's there for her in whatever way she needs at whatever quantity she needs like yeah. he he's there to provide moral support he's there to like yank her out of the room before she murders him but he
2: doesn't jump in he doesn't right. like he lets her fight her battles he maybe is like okay take a step back mm-hmm. breathe a minute maybe right. don't Kill your father because there'd be a lot of paperwork, right? Yeah. Um, but he doesn't he doesn't like jump in front of her and say, "Hey, how dare you speak to her?" Blah uh-huh. blah blah. He doesn't. He's do not that.
0: trying to be her protector. Yeah. He's he's there in her. And corner. I love that. I do too. Like especially at the end when they're in the lobby, and he's like, "Do you want me to stick around for this?" And she's like, "No, I want to have this conversation on my own." Just the fact yeah. that he asks it and then like, okay, you know, yeah, heads out. I I love it. That is such a rare thing, and they do it so well. And it just like, it captures what I love about the two of them and yeah. this wonderful, respectful relationship they have.
2: Yeah. And how I I think he doesn't judge her for kind of falling apart right. a bit. And I so identify with her mm-hmm. in this because I have been in that situation with family members before and lost my cool, like t- have told myself I'm not going to lose my cool. And then the first <sighs> right. thing I do is lose my cool. And then I'm incoherent and angry. And... And I have also been in a situation where a man in my life has not tried to fight the battle for me, has just mm-hmm. been there for me. And I so appreciate that. So I was like, so identifying with her yeah. hard in this moment.
0: That's a hard line to walk. I yeah. I think if, especially, I, mean, I assume, especially in the 1920s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even now that's. I think, I think the
2: instinct is you want to jump in and protect the person you care about right. and, and, you know, help share the load or whatever it is. And it's so hard, especially when he can see that she's in the right, he's in the mm-hmm. wrong. He can see that, that everybody can see that. Everyone, they can see that from yeah, space, right, exactly. <laughs> yep. but to resist the urge mm-hmm. to go in there and pick at it is right. that's, there's a lot of strength required, I think for I that.
0: Think, yeah. I think you're right. She, um, that line that she delivers at the very end, please for once in your life, tell me the truth. I already think Essie Davis is a masterful actor, like she's amazing, yeah. but that line is delivered with such fury and also like a she's kind of begging
2: well, and you can see all of this past trauma.
0: Yes. Coming through. It completely brings out like a lifetime of betrayal and anger and resentment. And her having to pick up the pieces after this loser. And her still wanting him to do the right thing. And that's the thing. Like I think that's
2: at the crux of this is no matter how independent you are, no matter how badass, awesome, put together, how much you think you've moved on and how much you have this guy pegged he's still her dad. She still wants him to be a dad. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't want that? Right. And that, oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's gut-wrenching. Yeah. And it's delivered so well. And you're just like, oh, I see it all now. Yeah. And that one line, we already saw a lot of it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's so, so good.
2: And Prudence, like, I love I love the dynamic with prudence and him too because she also has this long, long backstory, even longer than Fronnie's, because obviously he married her sister. Mm-hmm. So she's known him longer than Friney has. And has no she knows she doesn't trust him either. She knows right. exactly what he's gonna do over and over again. And she's she knows he's gonna take her to the cleaners financially because that's what it's gonna take to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And she's still willing to do it because she loves her sister and she loves Fronie and she's sick to death of this guy. And can we just stick him on a dinghy
0: and push him out to sea right. already? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wonder why he hasn't already left. I mean, Franny at some point claims that they do really love each other. um their her parents. But yeah. But like- he,
2: it's easy for him to stay. Yeah. He's got a little side piece with the, the maid. Yeah. And he's got a little bit of action with the gambling. And yeah. I mean, It's like he's, he can, if he can drag it out, why wouldn't he? Yeah. Plus he's just so, he's such an irresponsible, like, I think there's also some contrarian nature in him. Like I'm not getting on this boat just because a woman told me to, or my daughter
0: told me to, so I'm not gonna. Right. You just watch me. Well, yeah. And the fun is in escaping what he was supposed to do. Right.
2: He's such a, again, that's like another Wes Anderson theme. It's like these. parents, these, these fathers who are losers, these rich fathers who fail their children. That is, that is like the theme of every Wes Anderson movie (laughs) right there.
0: Yeah, it is. I hadn't really thought about that. Huh. It's like the, the flip side of Disney where all the mothers are like missing or wounded in action, (laughs) but this is the father. And then you
2: have this hapless, idiotic father, (laughs) right? No, I invent wood choppers (laughs) and I'm going to go get lost in the woods now. And you're going to have to go bail me out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i think it's a it's a interesting dynamic that we don't see any other time in this series mm-hmm. the one with her and her dad and so yeah i really like how it's developed yeah um where do we go from here um well we could talk about the array of guns on I the was dining room <laughs> table
2: <laughs> I, my notes are so uh, so i was holding a baby last night like he was asleep and I didn't want to put him down. And so mm-hmm. I had it on, you know, on the, the computer. And so I was trying to write with one hand. Oh, so that I just have these really bad scribbled notes. So I wrote gun table. <laughs> <laughs>
0: gun table. I love how they are so artfully displayed.
2: I know. It's like, it's like Martha seen... Stewart's own yeah. gun table.
0: You've totally seen the images shot from above and they're all of the oh, yeah. similar objects. It's a thing are, now. It's a thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's like they did that with the guns. There's and a there's a term for that
2: and I can't I can't think oh, I'm of sure it. There is. It's like flat flat lay. That's it. Oh, flat lay. Flat lay.
0: Nice. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, I really appreciated that.
2: And I love that dot is she's sitting there like aiming with yeah. it and you know yeah. copying like it.
0: Turns and ends up pointing at Aunt P who's like, Wah. Wah. and
2: <laughs> and Mr. Butler's like, I'm so proud of you.
0: <laughs> That's really funny. I and oh. once again, Friney is teaching valuable skills to another young woman, you know, that are not yeah. typically taught. Figuring
2: out which, Oh, where's the mouser.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. And how many bullets. So yeah. she doesn't get caught. Right. Yeah. That's really great. It's a interesting tutelage. <laughs> I love, um, when aunt P walks in, I love her outfit in that scene. What's she wearing? She's
2: wearing the straw. It looks like it almost looks like a derby hat made huh. it. it's like a cross between a cloche and a derby, which is not which is menswear. Um, but it's like that deep purple straw. And then she's got her her outfit has that stark white collar against the gray and kind of aubergine. I don't know if that's linen. It's almost like mm. a shimmery very drapey. It's either, it feels like it's either linen or silk or maybe a blend. Okay. Um, but it just, I don't know. It, it looks really, it looks great on her. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really authoritative <laughs> outfit Yeah. and it just seems different. It's, it's less, it's much more modern for one thing. It's mm-hmm. much more period of the current day rather than aunt P is usually wearing kind of doily lace. Yeah. You know, very matronly dowager kind of outfits, and this one doesn't feel like that. It's much, it's much more tailored and cut and clean and Hmm. modern. I don't know, I love it. Way to go, Aunt P. Way to go, Aunt P. Um, There is some great, great costumes in this. I love that sort of the the red outfit she's wearing at the beginning. That sort of blood red straw hat. It's almost like a bonnet Mm -hmm. because the brim is only in the front, the way a a, like a poke bonnet would be. Um, and her eyes look so green against that red. Huh. It's, it, they just really pop against huh. that outfit. And of course she's always so pale. Right. It's just beautiful. And she's walking around this like blood spattered floor <laughs> in white pants and white shoes. <laughs>
0: like you do. Like you do. Oh, here, I just found it. in. Oh, the, good. Um, yeah. So it's called the pebble coat and the, it's like a, maybe made out of silk. Yeah. Silk it chiffon looks like silk. Yeah. With side. godets godets Godets.
2: godays i'll get there (laughs) (laughs) i I don't actually know what that is
0: um and i think oh yeah then i had read this before this is one of essie and my favorites that is uh i think quoting marion boyce okay she really, really enjoyed the pebble coat. We name everything. We have odd names for everything, oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I remember reading that she that Essie really loved wearing well, this it coat.
2: drapes beautifully on her um I don't know. I think that hat is just wonderful mm-hmm. on her, and if you contrast that with what the hotel matron is wearing, she's wearing very very much a throwback to uh-huh. the Victorian Edwardian era.
0: Can I just say how much I love that character i Love. She is that character. So
2: slippery. She's. She's so like. Not that we would ever engage in any illegal activity. I don't know what you're talking about. It was a misunderstanding.
0: (laughs) When they, yeah, they come around the corner. She's like, gambling. No. Yeah. (laughs) I love that line. She has a real sense of humor with it. Yeah,
2: and she just. She doesn't. She doesn't bat an eye. Like she instantly is in. In like knock it down, defend it mode Mm
0: -hmm.
2: every time. It's, and it's so clear that place is so shady. It's right. shady it's up to the eyeballs. Shady.
0: But I love that she has that sort of tongue in cheek um, relationship with probably the police and like yeah. we all know what's going and on yeah. here, but I'm gonna tell you. And what I'm you sure need to that hear.
2: like the crooked commissioner had spent some time there. <laughs> yeah. It's not like oh yeah. That was like his kind of place. Yeah,
0: she's it's like basically the next stop after the Imperial Club. Yeah. yeah. So yeah.
2: Did you, I I loved her blouse that was kind of tucked into her skirt. Uh, If you, there was one shot where you got a good look at her buttons and around each like mother of pearl button, there was a little frilly lace, almost like a flower, like the petals. It was so intricate. Wow. And it looked ancient. It looked like... I bet it was original. Probably. Mm -hmm. But it even looked like in the context of this that she had had that for years and (laughs) had, you know, very carefully taken care of it. It just was such a great little detail.
0: It really makes me want to know how she came to run this hotel. Like how... what happened? Is this in her family? Did she take over? Was she an apprentice? I don't know. And she's it's clearly
2: just, a badass and she's clearly yeah. like on the take from whatever <laughs> yeah. shady business is going on here. Um,
0: She also would have been totally nailed for like sexual harassment these days. Oh. For, for firing. The her police. underling
2: for uh-huh. not, for telling her. She, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: She dismissed him because she couldn't bear to look at him anymore because he had jilted her. Oh. So yeah. You're lucky you were then, lady. Yeah. <laughs> you would have been
2: sued. That's true. <laughs> there's but some like I don't know. I also think and this goes back to that hotel world. Like I love the little details in the hotel. Like there's a switchboard in the corner mm-hmm. and like the cubbies with the keys. <gasps> the cubbies with the keys. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I love them
0: so much. Um
2: Dot's got some really great outfits in this. Yes,
0: she does.
2: Um, for one thing, I love the pockets on her dress. I don't love the kind of bubblegum pink mm. that she's wearing, but I love the floral pockets and things is on this that dress.
0: The one she wears to the dance. No, oh, that dress I love. I do too.
2: that peach thing with the scalloped hem. And, yes,
0: and the shawl. And with the, the thing in her
2: hair is just fantastic.
0: She, yeah, I love that look.
2: Fantastic, yeah. It's no, like... the pink thing was what she was wearing when on dumbass cop boy. <laughs> Who, that's what I wrote working. down in my notes. Dumbass cop boy. Uh, yeah. Mr. Butler is not impressed. No. No, he with is With that not. guy.
0: Yep. That was pretty funny. He's like, in the pantry, very obviously listening to the conversation. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that guy's a dope. He is... Yeah.
0: Yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, he came to his senses, but...
2: He had... Okay, first... Like, when he first appeared, he's so sexist. Yeah. And then then he forces dot into this uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. then he steals her evidence that she finds and tries to suck up to jack robinson who puts him in his place so hard i love that scene yeah love that scene it's pretty great and then he's then he's like falling in love with dot i don't believe that for a second
0: i love how dot handles it though when he comes to confess what he's done in the kitchen. That's when Mr. Oh, Butler is right. listening. Right. She's like, well, at least you had the guts to come clean. And I admire that. And <laughs> her, just something about her mannerism there yeah. is so great. She is much more diplomatic than. It's very like, it is very matronly. It's like, yeah. well, I'm the mom of this situation. Yeah, yeah. And, here's and the, he is here's so the very obviously
2: a boy in need of a mama. I just uh-huh. hate that kind of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyway, back to her amazing dress. <laughs> I I just love that scallop hem. I love the length of the hemline. I love I love that whole scene mm-hmm. when she's, you know, trying to butter up the matron and learning right. to dance and everything.
0: It's like dot's ball gown. This is what she is meant yeah. to wear at the most fancy event she goes to. Yeah. If she goes further with it, like if you get into sequin territory, it's kind of not dot anymore. Right. Like it
2: just doesn't This is still like within her wheelhouse in terms of color and length and Mm -hmm. cut, but it's gauzier. It's diaphanous. It's really lovely. And I love that shawl.
0: Yes. I think the shawl is what made me just like totally swoon over that outfit. And also that's what's so different. She doesn't wear things like that. No,
2: she doesn't. She's she doesn't not, she's not drapey. It feels opulent on uh-huh. her. And that thing in her hair. Yeah. I mean what it's not really a fascinator. It's like a It's, it's glorified hair clip kind of mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Like when I'm women sure put like bird name. wings on their heads, it's like that, only it's, it's not isn't a bird. Isn't that wing. a
0: fascinator? Is it? I thought
2: uh, I thought a fascinator had to be more like a tiny hat, but I maybe it is a fascinator.
0: I think it just has to fascinate
2: <laughs> and
0: it did. So it's
2: like, did it clip? Does it, I don't yeah. know, I don't, does it matter? Right. Probably does not. Does not. It's just real cute. I actually wrote it down as a fascinator. So I, okay. don't, I don't know. Uh, I also, um, so when we were talking about like the ball and kind of the incidental details in the hotel, um, first of all, I don't know what this thing is, and I couldn't figure it out. And I was asking my husband, and he couldn't figure it out. He thought it was a candy dish, but um, so it appeared twice. At one point, at the beginning, it's 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 in the center of a table with some people sitting in the hotel lobby. It looked like it looked like an enamel hot air balloon <laughs> that was in the middle of the table, huh. and then it was moved back into a corner by the switchboard, oh. and I couldn't figure out what it was. It was almost like a giant. Upside down Faberge egg.
0: Huh. So, do you think it's functional or just for decoration? Well,
2: if when it was back in the corner, it looked like it was just decoration. But then it was in the center of the table. So then I was like, "Well, is that some sort of dish or hmm. tureen? It's not big enough for a soup tureen. Okay, it's kind of too big for a candy dish. And it's <laughs> it was like a giant Easter egg, like on its end. Oh,
0: weird. I, I don't it, know. I did not notice this at all. I but... must know.
2: What was it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but the other, the other detail that I really noticed was when they went, so when Franny and Jack went into the ballroom where they have the twilight waltz, um, but the ballroom was empty. Did you notice the drinks cabinet in there? Uh -uh. There's a kind of a freestanding off on the right. There was this freestanding cabinet and it had this beautiful hand painted falconer on it, Wow. on, on the panel. And it was, so it was a falconer with a hound on a black background. It almost looked like it was inlay or oh, something, but I think it was okay. painted. Okay. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I need to rewatch I this. I kept pausing it to really? get a good
0: look at it. It was really beautiful. I did not see it, but I need to see it now. So good. Huh. That building. Okay. So it is, this is a, in the way that the previous episode was really fun to watch because I've been to Rip Lee. Yeah. This one is almost hard to watch because LaBossa was the one that got away. I couldn't go. It was a Sophie's Choice. It's only open one day a month. They have, because it's a National Trust property, they have it like an open house once a month. And is it a hotel or? No, it's still just, it's like a a beautiful old building that you can take tours of. And I think, oh yeah, you can definitely like do weddings. I think special events you can rent it for.
2: Okay. Um, So does that mean that the bit where it says Grand Hotel, like in the stained glass and all of that, was that? Fake? That's, yeah. That was, that was set piece for yes. that? Okay. Yeah. Because Because not... every time they showed an established, uh, establishment shot of the exterior, it looked like a set or a matte painting Yeah, or... it, it is.
0: Because the, so the, and this is what I've been told because I did not get there. Um, it's in this residential area. Like it's this amazing building that's kind of plunked down in the middle of yeah. all these buildings that don't match Well, the anymore. stairwell
2: kind of looks like Rip and Lee with like the yeah, stained glass and does. the wallpaper and everything. So
0: the buildings on either side are, it's all I'm painting- Like, it's just CGI'd in. Well, and then, like, they have, like, the mist and stuff. Yeah. And when they're, like, on the roof of the building. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it very much. But, yes, that is um, clearly CGI.
2: But I wonder about the scene where they, so when they show close-ups of, when they're standing in the doorway, you have these sort of, I just did a scribble, like, these sort of figures that are leaning over. Oh, yeah,
0: Those. Uh-huh. Um,
2: because that's a really co- you see a ton of those in like Prague. There's a, oh, okay. it's a really common
0: so those nineteenth century and it is it like cherubim that are holding a globe or something.
2: So I'm I'm thinking of the exterior things. They're like these all all it is is a human torso, huh? That and like the, so there's it ends like at the hips and then it's just an architectural plinth. Okay, below that and then they're hunched over and then their <gasps> arms are holding up the. The archway. Okay.
0: I have and I don't no know, idea. Maybe they just I, got
2: those at architecturaldetails.com <laughs> or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Dot au. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I have no idea about that, but I know that they have used this building okay. for ever so many episodes and those sculptures, the the black ones. Yeah. That are holding up the uh-huh. light uh-huh. posts we or see whatever. We them yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is also the Imperial Club Right. So they
2: use for the the, the the stairwell where the fan dance
0: happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They um they shot I think that whole episode there at yeah. La Casa. But the they use drapery really well. And so, I mean, that staircase with that window. It's fantastic. I, mean, I, I pause. And that kind and of j- round. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. unbelievable, that staircase. Like, I've never swooned over a staircase it's amazing. like I do this one.
2: And I what I really noted is how, when they show it at the end, and you see kind of the whole staircase there, when Friday shows up in that bottle green silk mm, dress mm-hmm. with the kind of little chain yeah. over the, the neckline there. Yeah. And then she's standing in front of that staircase. The shape of her figure almost exactly mirrors the silhouette of that oh my gosh. stairwell. Because yeah. like the curve on either side yeah. and then this kind of long
0: stick straight, like this main stairwell. It's a gorgeous shot. Yeah. That, that end scene where he's up there and they're having their sort of confrontation. Like it's, I love that staircase. Yeah. yeah. And anyway. I love that dress. The dress. Yeah. Okay. So that's in the book too. Um, I will find consult it. Consult the text. Yes, consult the text. I just had it. Oh, yeah, you know what? Um this page was signed <gasps> by, why well, am I blinking? on her name, um Ruby Rees. Oh. In my cuz I okay, so my my guide or my Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries Costume Exhibition Series 3 book um <sighs> is like my yearbook, I'm treating it like a yearbook. So I have anytime. Never I meet, change. Right? <laughs> <laughs> See you next summer. I would love that. So yeah, I've had anyone affiliated with the show, if I've been in uh, able to ask them, I've had them. Did sign you it. get
2: the boys? Did you get
0: the red oh red yeah, red? okay, yeah, yeah. So I brought it when we interviewed them.
2: Oh, I forgot that At the first
0: con. Okay, and yes. So they have signed this. Excellent. And Ruby signed the page with the antique olive dinner. Olive. Mm. Antique olive dinner frock Ooh. is what this dress is, the one at the end. And it is uh, 1920s olive embossed silk bias, cut silk chiffon inserts. Have oh. you noticed that? When she's, the bias cut? Um, the, the chiffon inserts. No. Yeah. They're amazing. And you can see it when she's dancing. I had to oh. pause it. But there is like an added layer of, I don't know, foofiness. Yeah. <laughs> can I see? Yeah. And that buckle, the gold oh, buckle, I see that on yeah. her hip. Like, oh, I love,
2: and I love the dress. collar. That's like the rope collar that's sort of detached it's, over the sweetheart yeah. neckline. It's like a
0: bugle bead. Laval is is a lavalier? Is that when you like have the necklace go down your back? I don't. I, know. There's a name for it.
2: I thought a lavalier was just a long necklace, but maybe it is when it dri- when it oh, okay in the back. Maybe maybe long I yeah. I I don't know the finer points of no, that one.
0: I don't either. Um, yes. Antique brass buckle with antique gold chain and beads, tabard back and godet sides. And I'm probably slaughtering half of Not these words. Not a clue. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, um, um, yeah. So this page in my book is signed by Ruby. Excellent. And, uh. Yeah. She wrote you a whole love note. She did. I know. oh, It's very sweet. Uh, so yeah, that's the scoop on that dress, which is gorgeous. Yeah and just it flows so beautifully beautifully and, and every
2: i mean everything looks so good on her she yeah. just yeah she anything. could wear a potato sack and it totally. would look fantastic but also the the outfit that she wears when she plays cards with lurch <laughs> <laughs> yep it was where do they
0: find these people i don't know he was very good for that role though oh my god and of course she speaks polish of course she of does of course of course and of course she can do all those I guess so we trips. couldn't we couldn't
2: repeat the Latvian thing so I guess she, you know
0: Didn't she speak French to him or something? I don't
2: know, but it's remember. but it's like where do we find these like weird sepulchral Eastern Europeans for this show? <laughs> but um, um I love the outfit she's wearing with that. I mean the the shawl she's wearing sort of matches that olive silk Dress oh, that she yeah. wears later, but she's wearing that kind of purple. It's almost Mardi Gras color <laughs> scheme because it it's is. like it totally deep purple with like gold and green and, green. and black. Yeah, like yeah, and yeah. then the hair jewels, which isn't that what she's wearing on the front yeah, of that? Yeah,
0: it is. Oh, this is she is at is the that? poker table. Oh, she is. Okay, so your costume cover
2: catalog. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. So the fabric they used for the underlying sheath thing. Is you're right, it's very Mardi Gras and it's I think very different than we've seen her wear before. Yeah. Although the colors are still jewel tones, so that's they are, and they're still
2: kind of in the on the dark
0: yeah, and but the iridescence, it's it's interesting. Yeah. But then there's the black lace overlay, which mm. we've also seen many times. Like yeah. this was a pretty standard thing, or at least I think from a costuming perspective, yep. it's probably a really good way of handling it. But but yeah, the the black lace thing is more um substantial than we've seen in the past. Like mm-hmm. it's actually kind of its own dress instead of just like a like a lengthy cardigan, which right. I think it sometimes is. Right. Um, but this has ruffles. So there are actual so like all of the volume and yeah, any of the foofiness of this outfit is handled by the lace overlay. Yeah. yeah. And the the sheath thing is just there to pro- provide very like, tight. Yeah. Yeah. It's and that's the, the structure and, of it. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting.
2: Yeah. I love that whole scene with, you know, she puts her black <laughs> handkerchief or glove or it whatever it glove. is in the whole.
0: I feel a draft. Yeah. Yeah. It's so well played. It's so good. And it's so satisfying. Yeah. I love it. I think he would have been more pissed off. Like, I think, I don't think he would have continued playing really. Like he's been caught and I think he would just be mad and storm out. Right. I don't but especially he
2: when he's like, I it. don't play women. Mm-hmm. I don't play with women. Yeah. yeah.
0: I feel like that would have been it. This would not have actually happened, but I'm glad it did because it was very satisfying. Yeah. And yeah. And
2: especially those gigantic
0: banknotes where she's like, <gasps> here is my big pile of big banknotes. I love how big those are. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine what wallet you would need for that? <laughs> I, it's so impractical. I
2: know, it's so or impractical. I, it makes me think of the scene where she's in the laundry chute. Oh my gosh. And he
0: opens the thing and then she's like, here's a bill, here's a oh bill. Oh my gosh. I love that scene so much. I <laughs> yeah. rewind that every time. She's just wedged it's in perfect. there with the pillows. Yes, and it's so perfect when he rolls up the thing and she's like, she's just. Look, perched. money. She's perched there and then with perfect comedic timing. Yeah. Like, whoop, whoop. Yeah. And so And her face is just like. Look, Look. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. And also the fact that she jumps down the laundry. And chute. she's like, Wee! Wee! Yeah. <laughs> so good. He's like, oh my gosh. And then goes running after her, of course. Uh, but she's fine. She's always fine. Yeah, I love that. Uh let's uh, see. The um back to costume. Enid has a lovely blouse. So when she is preparing to uh, haul ass out of there. Yeah. And um, John Voight knocks on her door. Yeah, exactly. She's wearing that
2: black satin or silk. With embroidery. Oh my gosh. I wrote that down. I'm like, that looks like
0: leftovers from the Latvian episode. It (laughs) kind of does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely hear that. Um, But I, I was trying to zoom in on that embroidery because it almost reminds me of like when really narrow ribbon is spooled. And then mm. sewn in place. Oh right, I don't. There, I'm sure ribbon, like a ribbon term. embroidery. Is that what you're talking I, about? Sure. Yeah, um, I don't know, but that makes sense because <laughs> there there is a there is a
2: type of embroidery where they put that satin ribbon in with it and they like stitch it down and okay. they form images with that. But I didn't get a good look.
0: It's chunky. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's and really it's often
2: used to do florals because okay. it can kind of stand in for petals. It and might
0: stuff. be that, but. It's really gorgeous. Yeah. And I am curious about that front piece. So the collar, we have totally seen that before, yeah. like embroidered collars. But yeah. the front thing.
2: Yeah. It was almost like what? a dangly... Is it like a, a scarf? Plaque,
0: like a placket? Maybe? Yeah. I don't know.
2: I, don't, I didn't get a good look at no. it. Because it's also dark. It was like dark on dark. Mm-hmm. So it was hard to tell.
0: Yeah. I don't know what that was. It was interesting, though. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that before. She
2: also had her her maid's uniform. <laughs> her mm-hmm. apron was beautiful. That kind of lace...
0: Yeah. Not practical, no, really. not but, at all. And it's got like four, rec- it's like four squares sewn together or something. There's a really yeah. like geometric shape to it. It's so interesting. Yeah. And it's, I love the drop waist yeah. of the, yeah, it's just so period and she, so
2: great. And she like, Dot is still wearing drop waist, which is killing me because <laughs> they just don't work with her, but the, it totally works mm-hmm. on, on this other gal, mm-hmm. I think.
0: Yeah. You're so good at names. I'm so oh, bad. I write I, them down.
2: I just write fake names. You know, Lurch and <laughs> <Right>. John Voight. <laughs> I like your name. Dumbass cop boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Franny wears another coat, one of those drapey coats, and it's navy. And it's like lacy, and it's got some sort of mm, applique we, or embroidery. Have we seen
2: that before? I feel like
0: we have. It is not among my favorites. I feel like. Navy doesn't work as well on her.
2: I know. Although there's the one, it's on the facing page, you know, with like the The episode before, yeah. Yeah. Hysteria. The one that she wears that works really well. I know. But I don't know. Uh, It's sort of like autumn colors. It's just, it's got to be just right, I think, to work on her. I'm just not a fan.
0: She looks so good in greens and reds Uh and blacks, but. And then the, the. the amoeba coat that we both did not like yeah. with the beaded amoebas yeah. um, is also navy, and I think thankfully we have of, not seen the amoeba coat in quite we some don't, time. We don't. I don't think we do again. And I'm, I'm really okay with that. happy about yeah. that. Yeah, I think because it gets into grandma territory, and I think this yeah. navy coat does too. Yeah, I just don't. It just it ages her. It's not, and maybe it's the color. Maybe I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like it. I like a lot of the other things in this yeah. episode. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. There's not a lot of menswear in here. Um, although, her dad, you know, Henry looks so natty he's, all the time. Yeah. Even when he's
0: in his dressing <sighs> gown. Yes. I love that
2: dressing gown, I by the way.
0: Too. For a while, I thought it was made out of the same material as the pebble coat, or not pebble coat, the dotted coat yeah. from the episode before, but it's not. It is different fabric. Yeah.
2: It looks manlier. It's like mm-hmm. the, the it's not a dot. It's, it's not
0: a dot. It's like Paisley or something. Like yeah, little... they almost look like
2: like brush strokes almost. Yeah. Like they're not they're like an irregular, almost a teardrop, sideways uh-huh, teardrop uh-huh. shape. Um it's gorgeous fabric though. I'm and waiting. when he gets fully dressed, he looks so good. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't do the brill cream thing, he does the other period hairstyle where he's not wearing bro cream and his hair is parted in the middle. Yeah. And that looks so good on him. It it's, really does. I think he would look terrible with Jack's haircut. Oh yeah. Um, probably so. And I think, I mean, you can, like you, he really plays up or the costumers are really playing up his age and his wealth, even mm-hmm. if it's pretended wealth, cause he's, right. he's a spendthrift, but he's wearing this ascot <sighs> underneath. Uh- Underneath his, you know, and he's got that beautiful high-button waistcoat under the kind of pinstripe mm-hmm. morning coat. He's just—he's really playing up the English aristocrat, yeah. Look, but he still has a little bit of a 1920s playboy twist.
0: He's a con man.
2: It. Oh, totally. <laughs> he, yeah. So yeah, he
0: has to. Play that's the, the part. con.
2: That's the con man outfit right mm-hmm. there. It's so good. Yeah. Even even Lurch's outfit. <laughs> Like, he's got that wool collar, like the dark upper lapel, you know, on those coats that was that was common then. Um, he's got kind of a boiled wool mm-hmm. for that upper collar. And under his outfit, he's got this gray sort of paisley silk scarf that I thought was a nice oh, yeah. detail. And he would have been hard to dress because he's so tall and thin, but he mm-hmm. looks really good yeah, in does. that outfit. Um, even though he's such a strange looking man, I think they dressed him really, really well. Yeah,
0: Well, and he too is a con man. He's cheating at cards yeah. and like, he has to look apart. Yeah, so.
2: definitely. Although he looks more like an undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> it does. The,
0: so the murderer
2: in this, ter- he is terrifying. He is. Is he in, I feel like I've seen that
0: actor before and I could not place it. Well, he's been in other episodes. Has he? Well, I mean, he will be. Okay. Because yeah, you're right. He's in one more. You're right. Okay. Because...
2: I feel like I've seen him in something else, and
0: I haven't looked him up. So maybe he has. He's been so in other
2: terrifying, things. and also I think part of it is first of all he he's dressed like Ses and Bert, like mm-hmm. the he's workman to disappear.
0: Yeah, he's just the, fade into the background,
2: nondescript workman kind of thing. Only he's so pallid, like it's like, almost mm-hmm. like he's wearing pan stick makeup, which yeah. is really I don't know.
0: It's his eyes. Su- like his eye. They're his really eyes really are kind of sunken. Really
2: scary. Oh, and especially at the end when he hits his uh-huh. head on a table. I'm like, oh my God, that's horrifying. It I have is. nightmares of that <laughs> image of him. So awful. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Seth and Bert, what the hell are they doing in this? Like, first of all, they haven't driven a cab in like years at this point. And suddenly like, oh, remember we're cab drivers right? and we're the only cab drivers in all of... Melbourne, yes, because we're the ones that he found to drive us to this fricking duel. Does anybody still duel in 1929?
0: Apparently, thanks to Hamilton, I know about duels. <sighs> <laughs> but Seth and Burt were just
2: the ride; they weren't even like the second. They just well, they and in- I ended guess up they... being there. I mean, wrong, wrong place, wrong time. It's so that whole thing just made me raise my eyebrows. It's, yeah,
0: I, I'm not a fan of that
2: <sighs> at all. But.
0: Ugh. But thanks, Hamilton. At least I knew what the hell was going on.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Um,
0: the, uh, oh, yeah. Going back to Phryne interacting with her dad, her the look of disgust on her face when she realizes it's her dad in that hotel room. Yeah,
2: when she sees it's her own carpet bag, right?
0: Yeah. She yeah. is, so, oh, she's mad. and She's just like had it. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. And then their fight, when she goes back in, and um, what does she say? She's got some really good quotes. And she's like, God knows why you need a gun. Yeah. And she's just sort of, like, offering this, like, really acerbic commentary in the background while Jack's trying to question him. Yeah. And I I just love it. And then uh, they get into it, like, things must be dire when a daughter can't believe her own father. And I'm like, why... Why would you even say that? Because it's pretty clear that she's never been trustworthy. Never able to believe, you. believe you. You so have why never you, been trustworthy you totally ever. you set that up in your entire life. Right. And yeah. She's like, things are dire and gets right up in his face. And I love watching this so much. And then Jack's like, zoop, <laughs> grabs her arm. Yeah. Like, hey, let's take, take a breather. <laughs> yeah. And, oh. then, and then totally gets her. He plays her by. Telling her her dad got the better of her. Like, telling yeah. her she got tricked. She got conned by her own father, and so the only way he's going to get through this case is if she helps him. N- well played, Jack. Well that, played, you, Jack. You hit just the right notes yep. there. Yep.
2: Uh, I love... Okay, I love the bit when uh Aunt P is forced to call Friny at gunpoint or knife oh, point yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and... <laughs> she uses and here i wrote shepherd's pie safe word <laughs> <laughs> and uh my husband was he didn't watch the whole episode with me but he came in at that point and he was like oh yeah oh yeah i remember this bit and he and he pointed out something I thought was really interesting, as he said, "Well, of course, Aunt P hates shepherd pie, shepherd's pie, because it's a class thing.
0: Oh yeah, because shepherd's
2: pie is you know yeah a work a workman's lunch, right? Stick not, to your ribs, yeah, 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 fill
0: up your gut, like yep. a plowman's
2: platter kind totally. of deal. But oh yeah, she you'd she never would serve that. shepherd's
0: pie at it's a not flummery. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very. true. I thought that was great. Her delivery is really good, <sighs> uh, and I
1: love shepherd's pie.
0: Yeah.
2: I would love his delightful shepherd's pie. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: uh, uh. Yeah.
2: And I, that was when, I i don't know if it was that moment or, or earlier, but I, I don't, maybe this has been shown before and maybe I just missed it, but I noticed that Franny has a vase full of peacock feathers. Where? It's in, in the parlor. It's in the, whatever's outside the parlor. If that's oh, the front hall the or hall. if that's, okay. yeah. The, on the hall table. Yeah. Huh.
0: Yeah. I just I was like that's very frightening. You you don't have that? I mean, yes. <laughs> I just it's have very, to dust them. It's really perfect for Can purple. you imagine the dusting required for mm. that? Well, don't you just use those then to dust everything else? I guess for sex toys Obviously. probably. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> a jar full of them by a the jar. Door. Full?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I keep mine in a vase by the door. Right. <laughs> Close at hand. Don't you? <laughs> right. Oh, that's funny. Oh. <laughs>
0: Can we talk about the waltz at the end? Oh, of
2: course, of I course. I just love that. I uh,
0: <sighs> so Jack's not a bad dancer. No, he is not. And he is really leaning into the flirtation now. Yeah. And it is fun to watch. Yeah. So, yeah. I The conversation, like, she preps the whole waltz thing by telling him about her mom lost all reason when she was waltzed, and that's why she married her dad. And, <sighs> I mean... It okay. must have been a damn fine waltzer too. Yeah, yeah, I know. Or I'm he like, must have really? just kept
2: waltzing her on the daily because <laughs> at, I don't... S- at some point you'd wake up and be like, this guy is a dick.
0: Right, this guy <laughs> is trash. Yeah. But um, I don't know. So I that whole thing about like, she fell in love because of the waltz. Like, um, okay. Yeah. But it's a very nice preamble for the final dance between the two of them. And then he's like, I mean, she's sort of challenging him she says, uh, Do you want to risk it? And I think that's a really interesting question because I don't think, I mean, I take it to mean like, What if we fall in love here? Like, do you yeah. want to risk us actually getting into a relationship? That's how I take it. Do you have a
2: different. I guess
0: like, I, I saw this being a little
2: more lighthearted than
0: that. I think it's played out in a lighthearted manner, but I but think that it hits her. Yeah, she's way. like, Do you want to risk doing this? And and then I think she kind of like back w- walks it back a little bit with getting it lighter, so,
2: but it's such a different situation though because first of all Jack's not a con man, yeah, and she is not vulnerable not in that way. Mm-hmm. She's independent. She's on her own two feet. She doesn't stand to lose anything by even if she did even if she did get
0: into a relationship with Jack and then it fell apart, she would be fine, right. But I think it's the getting into the relationship part that's really scary. Yeah. And so I feel like that is what she is truly asking. Like, Plus, are you she willing... doesn't really
2: do... Uh, to this point, she doesn't really do relationships. She does right.
0: flings. She mm-hmm. does... Dalliances. Assignations. Assignations.
2: Affairs. <laughs> she doesn't really do...
0: Yeah, long-term... She doesn't dive in with both feet. Capital R relationship. Yeah. 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 Except Lynn. Uh, he would... I think he...
2: he's like a piece on the
0: side but like yeah a long standing
2: one yeah but that's like a (laughs) booty call when she's in town kind of situation her her mistress i can't imagine mr lynn moving in and being the. you know that's not gonna happen that's true um the only other thing i have written down is there's this great little detail um when when dot is getting her kind of fake dancing lesson Mm -hmm. from the her cover-up dancing lesson from the matron of the Mm -hmm. hotel the um it was driving me crazy for a while and then i finally figured it out i had to watch it i had to watch that scene a couple of times but the song that's playing in the background is coquette uh, by irving berlin and i don't know i don't know who was performing that one um because there are different versions of it but that's the Mm -hmm. that's the same version of it that
0: i have can you shazam it Do you have that app? I don't. I I don't know if
2: you can Shazam a song from 1928. (laughs) I I have
0: tried. And it doesn't always have that in its database. Yeah. But I did, I
2: do, I don't, I wonder, I I have it pulled up on on my thing here. I wonder if this is, so this is a.
0: Somebody on Tumblr researched the music in this episode and it's been a while. I don't remember who. Or what this is just was, one that's in my
2: collection I know it exists. on my um on my machine, mm. but I don't know if this is the same version. The others you've met
1: may call you okay but I always call you swing on I call Something to bear but I think of
0: you as sweetheart. That's great. Yeah. It's impossible not to sway. As oh as yeah. As, I mean the beat is so I, I, strong. Waltzes
2: are so great for that. I love I love a good waltz. <laughs> I don't think that's the same version. That that sounds like a it's, slightly different one. Yeah. But um, But it is the right song. Yeah. So I was pleased to hear, to hear that one. And they, they, again, got the, got the year right, which is really, really (laughs) nice. I love it when they do that.
0: They're very good at that. Oh yeah. And then I guess the continuation of the Waltz conversation. Um, and I love the line, um, That he comes back with and she says, my mother lost all reason when she was waltzed. And he says, and if she hadn't, this would be a world without a certain Franny Fisher in it. What kind (laughs) of world would that be? Aww. I love that. Yeah. It's so sweet. Yeah. And it's also a very good question. So, (sighs) yeah. Well, well played, Jack. Yeah. It's fun to see him being more intentional about, like, kind of wooing her. And he's pretty
2: darn smooth in this whole episode. Mm -hmm. like. I mean, it's like the whole thing is a waltz and he doesn't take a single misstep. Yeah. That's the whole true. time.
0: He's like meeting her eye the whole time. Yeah.
2: yeah. Which is, I will tell you the key to dancing well. Oh. It's the key to leading and following is eye contact.
0: Huh. Interesting.
2: I am excited for Hugh to come back. I had forgotten oh, yeah. that he's gone for that long. Right. And I know it's only two episodes, but it's
0: annoying. Yeah. I mean, but I think we may have talked about this last time, but. It kind of gives Dot other options. Like it's nice that she has this chance. But she has her other
2: option is dumbass cop boy. Well, yeah, but like she still got it. Plus, when you he know? when he screws it up and he when Henry sneaks out on his watch mm-hmm. and he screws it up and he starts making it all about him. Yeah, like so I I need to go back to my uh, small town. And he's like crying. He's, he's literally crying
0: because you know? Dot turned him down. Yeah. No, I'm not sad to see the back of He's him. He's just such weak tea, mm-hmm. pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, she's, she's still got it. She still has options. Yeah, and at the stage, with and it you, does, it, it does show bad. her that she's she's got a, she could do worse than Hugh, right? Yeah, she could do markedly worse. <laughs> True. Um, I am so excited for the next episode. Oh, it's my favorite. Oh, is I'm it? So excited? Yes. Is I, this the
2: tennis one? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. I've been waiting for so long to talk about this With one. the
2: diaphragm and the...
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> ever so many things. <laughs> I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, yeah, that's we got good stuff. That's great. All right. Uh, toast. Anything?
2: Okay. Well, I can't take credit for this because this was totally your idea. But I think the I think we should toast to the Waltz partner. And I think Jack is the perfect waltz partner for Franny because he knows when to lead, he knows when to follow, and he never steps on her
0: toes. Oh, nice. Cheers to that.